If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is that time again. Game Dev Unchained the podcast. I am your host, Larry Charles, and I am not at home for the first time in the entire history of the podcast. I'm actually at our guest's house, and Brandon Pham is not. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely still at home. How are you guys doing? Welcome to this week's episode. Please welcome our special guest, Jim Rivers. Hello. How are you all? <laughs> um, How are you doing, man? Good. Good. Thank you for uh, having me. I appreciate it. So, what have you done since since then? Uh, so I've been I worked with Larry twice, and coming on to our third time soon, and uh, been over at uh, Sledgehammer, mostly NorCal, and back in LA, like back and forth. But how do, you, how do you like being back in LA instead of being up in San Francisco? Uh, it's definitely I can afford things he now. Rich now. <laughs> It definitely helps. He's like, I'll get the large meal, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have friends that live up there, and when they tell me how much their rent is, yeah, and I'm like, because I think our rent down here is a lot, and they're yeah. like, no, I live in a smaller apartment than you, and you're spending, you know, a thousand dollars more than I am, and I'm like, retarded. <laughs> it's a smaller apartment and older, yeah. so there's like, I don't know where the money's going. <laughs> Not to keeping it up. Into a yeah. pocket. That's what Into pockets, really. Um, so before we get into the nitty-gritty of the podcast, I just want to share something with the audience. Jim Rivers is a very, very special friend to all of us and to many more people out there in the game industry. There's many people who can't say that they would be where they are now had it not been for his intervention sometime in their career. Uh, Jim, we both met you when we went to the Art Institute of Orange County. At the time, you were our career services advisor who then became a friend, who then became confidant, colleague, mentor, and many other titles as well. But me personally, it is an honor and pleasure to have you on the podcast because I really do believe that had you not been involved in my career and in my life when you were, like I would probably be not anywhere near as successful as I am today. So cue uh, the violins, Jim Rivers, just from me personally... Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. You're being very, very kind. So, I'm going to say thanks, too. Brandon, Brandon, uh, Brandon, he'll just be like, after I say the whole emotional thing, just ditto. That's ditto. Like, ditto. It's just ditto. Yeah. But, yeah, we're really glad you're on, man. You're, uh, I mean, one of the biggest burning questions is, like, what what is for the career services, what's the crew recruitment side of things? Like, a lot of people still feel it's a mystery, and... I think you'll probably have good stories to tell. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it it varies from studio to studio because every recruiter treats it differently. Right. And it also depends on on like how the studio itself is. I mean, uh, Obsidian was one way. Nexon was a different way. Tryon was a different way. I mean, everybody has their own like look and feel. Mm-hmm. You know? 
And also, never piss off a recruiter because they will wreck your life. <laughs> well, do you have a, do you have a, an example of someone who did do that? You don't have to say their name. No, no, no. It just uh, I've, I've I've done it to to plenty of people. <laughs> uh, where you know, uh, you you as a recruiter try to be really nice to a potential candidate. And when they turn around and tell you to go fuck yourself <laughs> because they want to have a big boy job instead of being a game tester, mm. and you're like, "But your artwork's not good enough," and you're, and they're like, "What do you know about art? What do you know about what I want to do?" Yeah. And you go, "So, buddy, uh, uh, thank you very much. Go take your pills, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you later." Yeah. And then, like, three days later, he called me back up to tell me how I should go fuck myself even further. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I took his resume and sent it to all of the recruiters that I knew. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, we've had his name. He sucks. I'm like, yes. So believe me, don't ever, don't ever make a recruiter upset with you. If you can't even have, like, the first line of defense tell you that you're not that great, how are you going to stand up to an art director who's like, you're not that great? Oh, this this guy would not survive five minutes with an art director. Oh, man. An art director would tear him top to bottom, <clears throat> and he would just be a puddle of sadness. I mean, do you feel that, that that's pretty common? Uh, do oh, you feel... yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. think about it. Uh, the last time I checked... You know, there's 20,000 of you coming out of college, and there's maybe 1,000 to 2,000 open positions that uh, somebody out of college could actually go into. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, well. vicious. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I know so many kids that would, you know, uh, throw their mother underneath a bus to be able to get to a, a recruiter before somebody else. You know, it's just how it is. Yeah. Jesus. God. <laughs> well, think about it, guys. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been in the industry for what? Seven almost, years? Eight almost, years? Ten years? Nine years. Nine years now. Okay. Years. Think about your first year. Yeah. How much fun was that? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's definitely more students than there are jobs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But see, the thing is, is, uh, you know, you can look at somebody's resume, uh, at their resume or even at their website, and in five minutes know that this person has a certain something, you know? And then you look at other people. And and you just want to tell them, please, just go find something else to do. Yeah. Don't don't waste your life any further than you've already done. Yeah. And that's terrible. It's terrible how how that feels yeah. to have to say that to somebody. Well, we all know like the game industry is not a type of job for the weak minded. <laughs> <laughs> like you really have to have not just. I hate to say passion, but uh, like hard work over everything yeah. uh, to to stay competitive, to stay relative, to to always have that 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 edge on on everything. Since we're, we're still relatively a new industry compared to all the other industries, and if you're not on your toes and if you're not wanting it and you slip, you know there's a, a new 19 year old ready to take your job. So absolutely, especially <laughs> I, I have to say, especially in art. Uh, yeah. programmers 
that's a completely different realm. Uh, it that that's a competition of who's who who's the the smartest. I guess mm-hmm. is the word mm-hmm. I want to use. Sure. Uh, I've seen guys that are like, oh yeah, I passed. Uh, you know, you know, uh, I got my CS degree. Well, do you know this, this, and this? Well, I've never even heard of that. Thank you very much for playing. Yeah, you know, it's very clear cut. I mean, there was a classic story, like uh, I think uh, at, at Sledgehammer, Larry, if you remember, like I think I've told you this before, but like the programmers kind of like had a, we had like a whole interview uh, at a kissy kind of thing. The whole studio kind of like had to go through the interview process, and a person was training them, and the programmers were like cutthroats. Like if you know your stuff. We'll talk to you, but the artist and designer is like, "Oh, we want to get to know you, personality tests, and all these things." And to them, it's like, "Why are you wasting your time? Does he know it or not? <laughs> Let's move <Yeah>. on." <laughs> so it is definitely different uh, from the programmer side. Like even with design, like design, I still feel like they're like most of the schools are kind of art centric, and there's a clear road. But for design, it's still it's still not like a design school really. And like I don't know, maybe you can speak more on this. Like how often coming out of school do you guys look for designers and i mean how honestly most designers when they come out of school they get they get the i think the worst kind of jobs mm-hmm. uh they get like what's the word i'm looking for Q-A. collision oh, oh, collision walls mm-hmm. looking through all the collision walls and the grunt work grunt work i mean pure grunt work they get to place rocks mm-hmm. and trees yeah you know, and the artists, you get the real terrible stuff. You get trash cans and yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. I mean, I love guys the most I, I love are guys that want to be concept artists. Right. And honestly, if you talk to even some of the senior concept artists, they were never a concept artist first. First. Right. Day. I mean, uh, uh, one of the art directors at the at obsidian uh he was 3d artist before he ever got to be a, a concept guy right for years you know so the, the the problem is i think a lot of with the college kids is uh it is their lack of patience right if you have the patience and you have the ability to stick it out until you get a title you know uh, until you get a game underneath your belt, you're 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 stuck until you get to that next step. Mm-hmm. Then you can go to another studio, or you know that's when you get a raise, or you start getting a you know you you won't be a, a in, in an intern any longer. You'll be a junior, you know, mm-hmm. and go on from there. Just yeah. keep working hard. There's a lot of career planning that I even had to do, you know, when I went into my entry-level job as a designer and saying, look, Larry, this isn't where it ends for you. So, you know, plan how you're going to do well here so that it can help you get to that next step. So this is very good advice. Yeah, it, it's uh, – there is nothing easy about game development, period. Uh, I, I, I used to love seeing all the ads for the different schools that would teach game development – and they're like, oh my god, you could do this and you could do that, and but they really don't get to the lack of sleep, the not seeing your family, uh, to watching your kids grow up without you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, these are all things that people don't really 
understand or even know about game development. Yeah. I mean, we love what we do. We love to be around each other. Uh, game develop the best part about game developers is or, about making games is just being with your friends and doing something that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you have to sacrifice a lot to get to that point. Yeah. yeah. And it's that level of sacrifice that like really pushes the, the strongest through. Uh, who who really wants it? Who's disciplined enough to keep at it? That's why, like, uh, like I, I teach on the side, and a lot of students they kind of treat it like high school a lot of the times, unfortunately, and they kind of go through the schedule, the curriculum that was given to them, and they feel like if they keep showing up to class, then that'll be enough. And yeah, <laughs> tell that to an art director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just showing show up. up. Yeah, you'll get a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, that's how paychecks work. Yeah. You don't have to earn them. You just have to be there you when they get handed out. just have to be out. there. <laughs> Come on, Larry. Just be there. <laughs> um, so another thing about Jim Rivers, he's always been very, very benevolent and giving and kind. And I what? would not have gone to GDC twice as a student if it wasn't for Jim Rivers. So my question to you now is, what are some of the cardinal sins that you see you know, young, inexperienced students doing at GDCs or networking oh, fairs or God. events? Uh, Spend a whole episode on this one. Uh, yeah, my favorite is showing up to the booth, smelling. I mean, like if you're if I can smell you like ten feet away, you need to bathe. Uh, being rude, being bossy. Um, These are students oh going off to the booth, being rude. They do it all the time. Like how? Like what's an example of them being rude? And well, Stinky's pretty obvious. Do you know but... how awesome I am? Really? What? Please tell me how awesome you are. My <laughs> teachers say I'm the best in class. No really? way. <laughs> well, that equates to dick to me. Uh, you know, uh, I get that. I used to get that all the time. That's uh, insane. I had a kid. Uh, I was telling my friends. Well, uh, w- one of my colleagues was with me, and. Uh, and I was really kind. I felt I was being pretty kind to this kid. And uh, I was telling him about what was wrong with his book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's back when you actually had physical pages, not not a, a tablet anymore. Tablets right. are the greatest things ever invented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I told him, you know, you need a lot more time. You need to go study more. You need to practice more. And he told me to go f myself. He <laughs> told me I didn't know what I, I I didn't know what I was talking about. And then he walked about fifteen feet away from me and he threw his book at me. What? And and I and I and I kind of chuckled. And and I said and I I think I said to the words of, "Oh my God, you could even throw it straight at me," you know, something <laughs> dicky like that. Well. After three days of getting hammered by other art people, he yeah. came back to my booth and I, and he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, oh, "Are you gonna hit me with something else?" You know, being a yeah. snarky bastard that I am. And uh, he's like, oh, "I wanted to say I was sorry," and I'm like, "Well, that's the first smart thing you've done all week." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "You were the nicest person to me," <laughs> and I was like, "Wow." That says a lot because, you know, I, you know, you threw your book at me and he goes, he goes, there were guys that were far meaner 
to you to me than than you and i was like well so what does that tell you he goes i, I gotta go learn more i'm like good job good yeah job. i think he i've never seen him since so mm-hmm. yeah. i figured he he realized he had been beaten yeah and fell so, off there uh, he dropped off <laughs> wow. I wonder if you ever will find this podcast because I would love to hear from that kid just to hear the other half. I would too. That's yeah. He still I mean, sucks. Uh, I, <laughs> Jesus, Brandon. I, I, I. Well, this is the truth. If you can't take, if you can't be able to look at your work and know that it sucks, then you're already off it. That's you need. You want to be sucky. Yeah. To, get, to notice that and get it out out of the way so you can get better. Yeah. Well, I I always look at it like if you're not as good or if not better than the worst person in the studio, then Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know, I've seen guys that have gotten in literally just by the skin of their teeth, but they had years of guys telling them how to be better and they got better. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, you know, men and women that have gotten worse. And mm-hmm. we're let go. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, if you're in a studio, I mean, you have people around you. Mm-hmm. And if you get hung up or, uh, and let me tell you, everybody does get this. I don't care if you're a programmer, a designer, or an artist, you get writer's block. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you ever had it yet? Me? Yeah. Uh, I've always had projects I wanted to do. But I, I mean, there's been slow times for sure, like where you don't want to sit down and do art or, or do something. Where you stare at it and you can't get it out. <laughs> I'll tell you when Brandon gets it. He's an artist, so I know what the artists do. They go to Google Image Search and they get all their images. So if the internet ever goes down, he's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the programmers are too. <laughs> what? Google's down? Oh, my God. The world is over. Like, I think for an artist, at least for me, it would be more like, you know, I'm burnt. Like, I I crunched too much this week. I don't want to pick up my Wacom pen. I don't want to do art for right now. Like, that's to me, is is the worst. Like, if for ideas, it's always, for me, I can get inspired for something uh, very easily, but... I'm crunching too much and I just don't want to do art right now. I need to do something else. That's, that, that's for me, is probably uh, the hardest to get over. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely like for any artist or any student out there, if you, it's a lot easier for art, and maybe Larry can speak on the design side, but like for art, it's, it's literally if you can't compare your stuff to a game and can't tell a difference you know if it's that good then you're good if it's if it's bad then you'll know it's bad and just it's just something and and if you can't look at it it, it, nowadays like when i started as a recruiter you you could look at somebody's artwork and go they're good enough right you can't do that anymore there's Mm -hmm. none of that there that that's not allowed yeah. Because honestly, there's too much investment, you know, involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not 100 percent ready to hit the ground running, even as a junior, mm-hmm. you're not going to cut it. And that's cruel and and it's harsh, but true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at these kids that have just spent, you know, or their parents have spent, or both of them have spent 
a hundred grand for them to get through art school, and they, there's there's no way, no way that they're going to cut it. Right. That that just breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I can tell you honestly, when I graduated art school, uh, I couldn't draw for about six months. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I would <laughs> stare at my pad or I'd stare at my Wacom, blank, blank. Thank God uh, I had the ability to talk to anybody and everybody, and that's how I got my very first job is because I can talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if 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 I actually had to be an artist back then, uh, I'd probably be a hobo on the side <laughs> of the road somewhere because be I had starving artist when I graduated school. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Your butt, um, man. When you get into recruiting, you know, you are basically the mouthpiece almost for your company. You're you're representing them in many aspects when you're introducing yourself to potential uh what's the word I'm looking for? Potential employees? Candidates? Candidates, thank you. So what are some of the techniques that someone who is meeting a recruiter can do to like solidify a good recruitment candidate relationship? Shake my hand and be polite. Okay. Well, I mean, is there anything beyond that, though? Like, because I know um, some recruiters have like favorite candidates who they like. Hey, Mark, are you still employed here? Because I have this offer for you. Or, hey, Jim, are you still over here? Well, because I- yeah, I mean that because look, it is big as you th- like. Our comp- our industry looks really huge on paper, mm-hmm. but it really isn't. It's very mm-hmm. small. Um, everybody knows everybody else's business always. Um, everybody has a friend somewhere, cousins, brothers, sisters, aunts, cousin, whatever, uh, that can fill that spot. So now not only do you have to compete with that, you know, you have to be better than somebody's cousins, brothers, friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to beat that nepotism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is. As bad as nepotism can be, nepotism yeah. is awesome because yeah. you have somebody that already knows somebody there and somebody can be blamed for that someone not doing their job. Yeah. You know, that sounds terrible, but it's true. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it's weird and it doesn't make sense, but. Oh, no, it makes perfect sense. If I were to recommend someone. I got to be damn sure that I can stand behind that person and be able to be proud that I recommended this person because anything that he or she does bad, it reflects badly on me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I used to sit down with everybody at the studio uh, when they would bring somebody to me and be like, Hey, I know this guy. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to give you this speech because (laughs) I've never, you know, given this to you yet. So, uh, just know this, that if this person sucks, this reflects upon you. Now, do you trust this person? Do you like this person? Do you think this person will cut the muster in the studio? And if they say yes, then I'll move them forward. Yeah. Or if they say, well, they're a friend of a friend, I'm like, do you really want your name mm-hmm. attached to that candidate? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, thank you very much. End of story. Yeah. What's the percentage to that? A rough estimate. I'd say 50-50. 50-50. Yeah. I mean, there are some studios that it, it, they're diehard. 
Yeah. It, it like, uh, so say if I have like a queue of like 20 really good candidates and say somebody brings somebody in, I have to go with that somebody. Mm-hmm. Even if I know I've got other candidates that are better. Right. But, you know, friends come first. You, you see hear that, guys? It's yeah. who you know. It's who you know. It is actually sad but true. Stop it saying is. go fuck yourself. Let's start with that. Yeah. Stop throwing books at recruiters <laughs> and go make friends. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Everyone's scribbling this down. If you're scribbling this down, that's you guys. <laughs> you, you're the troublemaker. Well, <laughs> like, you need to be every told. recruiters had, had their fair share of something. Yeah. Uh, I've had people melt down in front of me. Uh, I had a kid during his interview uh, just pulled his hoodie over and put his face down on the desk, and it took us like 30 minutes to get him to stand up. What? Because he completely melted down during his interview. Jeez. And, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I've had all all sorts of weird, crazy things have happened. That's crazy. You know, uh, I, when I worked at AI, I had a girl so nervous to talk to me, she threw up on me and threw up in my trash can. Ah. You know, I mean, so you you name it, I, I've, I've seen a lot of it. But see, the thing is, also, is I actually go out of my way to look for that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. You know, if, 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 I'm, if I'm really interested in you as a candidate... And you can talk to just about anybody that's ever worked with me as a candidate. Uh, I want to know about you. I want to know if you have a family, if you have kids, if you want to. I want to know everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm being nosy. Well, maybe a little bit of being nosy. But it's because, you know, I got to see if you're going to fit in the studio, if you're Mm going to do well. I mean, I've seen guys that didn't last long because, you know, they thought that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And then when they really got to the, 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 the nitty gritty of it all, they weren't, they didn't fit in, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't happen a lot. Cause usually if, if, if I'm doing my job correctly, I should never have this issue. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But you know, when people get desperate and they they want to be a game developer and they want to have you know that title on their on their resume, some people are 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 good for it. Some people really aren't. Just how it is. So for this industry of uh, introverts, right, and a, a lot of the, what you're saying is like the personality has to shine through for, for for them to really get noticed, for them to fit in with the group. I mean, the schools are so technically focused on programs and things you have to learn to do and perform the job. I feel a lot of times the, the personality doesn't really get enough attention, like it being lost. sociable. It gets lost. So, I, I mean... It really is tough if these kids, these artists, who've only are are told to finally talk to people and interview. I mean, these are really not things that schools prepare. At least when I went to school, I wasn't really told or prepared for it. I mean, is there anything that you would advise? Um, I, I would say be a part of IGDA, 
whenever mm-hmm. they have their big functions. Uh, find a local networking group. You know, uh, th- that's the, that's a really hard thing to do because not all areas, not all studios. I mean, I know some studios that tell you straight up, you do not talk to anybody about anything that we're making. Mm-hmm. Period. And then I, I know other studios that the second they are outside, they're telling the world everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> watching your NDA go right out the window. <laughs> um, teaching teaching uh, kids to network. And sorry if I keep calling everybody kids. Mm-hmm. It's I'm an old fart in comparison to most of my candidates. So it, it's... Uh, the thing is, is like I've seen guys that are thirty-year-old guys that have never had a date. Uh, I shouldn't laugh. I I, I, I work seen, with a lot of those guys. I, I have too. <laughs> uh, I've seen uh, a tons of guys never been in a fist fight. All right. I know. Hey, there are lots of guys out there that are like, yeah, I've never been in one either. <laughs> um, these are all things that I think most of most of us have been. Mm-hmm. But game developers a lot of times didn't go outside. Yeah, we... They weren't sports heroes or, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, they were sports heroes in their own world. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen guys that I play against them in a game, and they they've wiped my my ass top to bottom, mm-hmm. you know, in five seconds, you know. But if I took them outside and played paintball against them, I'd wipe the floor with them. <laughs> so it's kind of like one of those things, you know. It's, you know, uh, I think everybody should go outside. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should go and talk to other people, even if you're not good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen people at our networking group that will stand there and wait until somebody goes and talks to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't always work. Sometimes you have to go up there and just go, hi, and shake their hand. Uh, I remember the first time I was at GDC uh, a long, long, long time ago. Uh, and I had people in the group that I was with that are like, how do you get all these people to talk to you? I'm mm-hmm. like... I go up and I shake their hand. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty easy, you know. And they're like, "Well, how do you know that you can do that?" I'm like, "You can always shake somebody's hand." Yeah. You know. Uh, I think the hardest thing that also I, I I never see is people with common courtesy. Yeah. That and don't have enough cigarette lighters. One or the other. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the tricks. That was one of the tips that you told me back in college. Was even if you don't smoke, to carry a lighter because you never know who's going to need to bum a light. Yep. And you can. That's Jim Rivers exclusive right there. He was the first one to tell me that. Uh, I had uh, one year. I was at uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, I had this group of guys show up, and they're like, "Look, Mister Rivers, I'm wearing my shirt. I'm wearing my tie." I've got my business cards. I've got my cigarette lighter. I've got a pack of Camel Crushes because those ones are either menthol or regular. And and they had like the whole laundry list of things that I 
had told them to do at a convention that they were at a year ago prior. Mm-hmm. And then they came to the convention perfectly ready to deal with. And and all of them are now working. Mm-hmm. All of them. Uh, all of <laughs> Funny. Most of them ended up working on uh, Old Republic. Mm-hmm. A big chunk of them, yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, and they all, they were just really good. And they all happened to be in the same place at the same time when Bioware was looking for uh, entry-level people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sold it. They're like, and they sent me all emails saying, you know, if it wasn't for how you told us how to hold ourselves in front of recruiters, I wouldn't have done well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and, and the silly part is, is like in my head, in my head, God help you all. Uh, it seems, it just makes sense if you do this. But then I talk to other people and they're like, I would never even have thought of that. That 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 boggles me. Mm. That certainly boggles me. So, all right, yeah. question. Yeah. Well. well since the audience isn't familiar with the whole entire kit, are there two or three other things that you know, like, for example, you did also mention the type uh, of cigarettes? Um, well, actually, I, I do not recommend on smoking. It's just uh, game developers are funny, especially in a large group. Mm-hmm. They are freight trains. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, mostly a lot of the senior, senior, senior guys. Uh, as soon as they come out of a convention... They're outside smoking as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because they're stressed out. Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe they just needed to just have a moment outside mm-hmm. of peace and quiet. But a lot of times you look for those, those signs of them padding around, looking through their clothes, and you know they're looking for a lighter. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one of those things. Um, always carry a big bag. Uh, always have multiple copies of your resume. You know, everybody's like, well, because there are a lot of studios at shows that will not take a physical resume. But there's lots of other people that do take resumes. Me, personally, as a recruiter, uh, I like somebody coming up and giving me their resume. That means that they took the, you know, they put a lot of heart and soul into coming up to me and physically talking to me even if i only can give you say a minute to two minutes that's a minute or two minutes that i could remember you for some reason Mm -hmm. and i know that sounds terrible but after a while especially at a big show uh people become a bipedal blur Mm -hmm. um they're not individuals. They just become a part of the crowd. And you have to really impress me for me to, to like really remember you. And, and believe me, there are some people that just snap. And I, un- I know them and I think about them. Uh, uh, I don't know if anybody of you ever met Jorge... Uh, Salgado, like he was one of those people that from the second I met him, I knew that, you know, he was going to be something and he, and he is, Yeah, he's, he's truly an awesome human being and 
a really great designer, a great writer. So, you know, but when I first met him, he just seemed like a nice guy to talk to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's more important is when you get a chance to talk to, to another game developer that's a, that's a game industry professional, game industry professional, um, is don't treat them like, I want to work for you. Treat them like uh, you want to meet them and you want to talk to them and find out what kind of games they like. Or here, Here's the best piece of advice uh, is find out other stuff that has nothing to do with games. Believe it or not, game developers don't always want to talk about games. Mm-hmm. All right, when you go home, do you want to think about games? Mm-mm. What do you think, think about? about? Think about Larry. <laughs> oh, oh, <stop>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel the heat <laughs> coming off. I, I do this. No, I think about pretty much everything home. else. Uh, yeah, like uh, you know. I think a lot of times creativity comes from other sources, and if you're constantly thinking about one subject, you're at a chance of burning yourself out, especially in the creative field. So I, I try to do other things, keep my mind off it, you know, take take a break. <clears throat> Plus, it, a lot of the things I do talk about at work, I connect with uh, with other. Uh, Developers and I, I, I talked to Larry about this. Like usually, when you the best way to connect to another developer are outside things, like either through sport or other interests. You know, not, not a lot of developers don't spend the time just talking about the game of the week, unless you're a designer. Designers still do that, <laughs> but like a lot of the times, they too talk about other things, carry a conversation. So, well. My next question is, I'm hoping that, Jim, you can settle this kind of age-old debate that I've had with students and industry professionals alike. I absolutely hate it when I get a business card from someone that says, digital artist, concept artist, 3D model, or designer. Uh, Well, that that one uh, immediately goes to the... The, the, what I call a, the, the round file or the uh, trash can. <laughs> uh, pick what you are. If you're an artist, be an artist. But you've got to pick what kind of artist you are. Mm-hmm. You can't just put, I'm a 3D artist. Too vague. Tell me that you're an environment artist. Tell me that you're a character artist. Uh, tell me you're a concept artist. If you're a designer. Ah, designers. Everybody's like, oh, I'm just a designer. There's no such thing as just a designer mm. are you a level designer systems are you designer. systems designer narrative you know? designer oh narrative yeah what's yeah. the other one uh, there's technical keep, designer uh, you're doing uh, system, or do we say systems yeah already? we did systems okay, cool well it, it, it goes with everything and, and it's like I think that's one thing that the schools rob you from a little bit and I please don't I, this isn't all of you schools please mm-hmm. um is you gotta just gotta teach at some point if you have a kid that's really good at being an environment artist, don't ever, ever tell them that they can do characters. No. Or if uh they're a really good concept artist, tell them that you know, show them that they need to be more than just drawing pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I was trying to explain to one kid a long time ago 
the differences between being an, a concept artist and an illustrator. Because all of his stuff was very fine, finished, very beautiful, illustrated work. And he goes, what do you mean I'm not a, I'm not a concept artist? And I said, well... I like to see all the stuff that took you to get from there, your initial idea, to this finished piece. I don't need to necessarily always see the finished piece. Mm -hmm. I need to see how your brain works. I need to see, because you're not just drawing a pretty picture. you got to draw artwork for your 3D artist so they can build the stuff. Yeah, and they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "That's the whole point of being a concept artist." Yeah, <laughs> is you know, you have to be able to sit down with the with with your artist, your 3D artist, and go, "This is how their shirt hangs. This is how the jacket looks." You know, you can't just say, "Well, I know how to draw." You have to understand how stuff is constructed: stone, metal, armor. You know, you have to understand it. You can't just say this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that doesn't fly. Yeah. If you want to be a good concept artist, you have to understand why it does what it does. Yeah. You know, and in 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 same like, oh God, I how much time do we have? Oh, you're good. <laughs> no, I mean we we could talk about this stuff all day all night and still never even come close to like really getting to the depth of it all. Yeah. Um, I think what, what all of the, if you are, if you are listening to this and you're going to school and you want to be a game developer, find the five best people in your class and make them your new best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't have gotten through college if it wasn't for Johnny Estill or Dan Platt or Court Sost or you know I had a whole line full of people that we all worked together, you know, and and all of them now are you know doing very well in their lives, you know they all became really good great game developers. Some of them are, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Dave is on. ILM now. Well, besides, I mean, I've I've known friends that have that we all sat next to each other in class, oh. and now, like uh, one of my friends, he has a, a an Oscar. Oh wow! For effects for doing King Kong. I mean, but the thing is, is we beat each other up endlessly, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times as teachers and other students are afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is when you get into a real studio, they're not going to care about your feelings. They're going to care about why are you behind? Why doesn't this look like it's supposed to? Why haven't you finished your work? There's, there's no, you know, wasting time. You know, if you waste time, that's money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that goes against the entire principle. Like, yes, we make games. Yes, we have a really cool job. But the bottom line is we do it for money. Mm-hmm. We're making a product. Uh, you will no longer be just an artist. 
you're a commercial artist. Mm-hmm. You're somebody else's, uh, you know, somebody's paying you to do your job. So I always hate saying those things. It makes me feel bad. But the thing is, that's the truth of it all. And I, I, I think a lot of schools don't push it hard enough. Uh, I, I got personally lucky. I had Mike Tracy. I don't know. Did you have him as a Bruce professor? Costa. Yeah, yeah. And and he looked you. He, you know, he would tell everybody. He's like, "All right, there's 15 of you here in class. Only one of you will actually be a professional artist." That was yeah. mind blowing mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. And then now that I've been in this for shoot, twelve years, give or take. Uh, you see it. It's absolutely true. I mean, think about how many people, how many people were in your graduating class. Uh, people that don't matter. <laughs> see, see how that is. Out of my graduating class, there was six of us. Wow. And four out of the six are professionals. Well, that's but, a pretty good percentage. Well, back but then. we also beat the hell out of each other too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And think about when you have six students and however many teachers, it's not as competitive for teacher time as nowadays when you have 25 students in a modeling yeah. class, 25 in a class, students yeah. in a rigging class. Yeah, yeah. now now it's, it's four uh, and then probably 50. <laughs> now, what, what college are you at? Uh, so I teach at AI Hollywood. Uh, but I used to do AI in Sunnyvale and the Expression School. So those are the three schools that I've taught. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. You know, teaching teaching is good for your soul. It is. Uh, it's nice to tell these kids they suck sometimes. <laughs> no, you should take great pride in that. You should never feel bad. Like when I would teach kids how to do... Uh, their perf- uh, setting up their portfolios or setting up their resumes, I had no problems telling them that I would look forward to getting that resume just so I can send you uh, a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? That's uh, okay. We can edit this. You can, well, no. I, I, I You would get the resume so that you get some Rejection it. letter. Oh, you know, honestly, I yeah. used to get a kick out of that. Here we go. <laughs> um, uh, I used to do rejections on Fridays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that is that a, a recruitment type of day or is it just well, your day? Uh, for the longest time, uh, yeah. I used to do it on Mondays. Uh, because Mondays and Fridays, you try not to do any interviews. Right. Mondays or Fridays should be you're either going through all of the resumes that you have in your files and so it's either you do it on friday and then monday you come around and you do you know you send rejection letters to everybody so then you wreck their whole week mm-hmm. or you could do it on friday and wreck their entire weekend mm-hmm. it's one of those things. it's like firing oh yeah <laughs> So would you say Tuesday to Thursday are the best days to maybe apply for yes. a job? Okay. Yes. Never never send stuff on a on a Monday or a Friday. Because on Mondays you're recovering from the weekend. Mm-hmm. You don't want to really do anything. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get up to speed 
and then Friday, you want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. You want to just kind of get done as fast as you can so yeah. you can go home and enjoy your weekend. Is there an hour that you would say, like at 10 a.m., lunchtime? Oh, 10 a.m. is... 10 a.m. After 10 a.m. is always better. That's good to know. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Jim Rivers, hold on to the rest of that advice. I really got to use the bathroom. This is the Game Dev Unchained podcast. We are going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Larry from Game Dev Unchained the Podcast. I just wanted to let you know that we wrote a book called The Game Industry Survival Guide. It's available on Amazon.com right now. This book is $4.99 and it will tell you everything you need to know about getting a job, maintaining a job, and getting promoted in the video game development industry. All of the advice, tips, and tricks were learned firsthand or passed down from other game industry professionals. This is the way to go. It's going to cut out a lot of the BS that you would have to go through otherwise. So you definitely want to check out the book, Game Industry Survival Guide by Game Dev Unchained. See you later. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As you already know, because we are 45 minutes in, this is the Game Dev Unchained podcast. Larry Charles, Brandon Pham, and Mr. Jim Rivers. Hi. Jim, you ready to close us out? I am. With more advice, wisdom, and knowledge? Just don't be a game developer. (laughs) The recruiter says don't. (laughs) Run run away. Run away. Just kidding. Look, if you really, your heart is really into it, then you have to be better than the games that you play. Yeah. Because the game that you're playing now was probably made a year ago. So that tells you that the technology... And the artwork and all that other fun-filled stuff was done a year ago. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're, we're all working on bigger, better, badder, more wonderful, killer stuff. And, and if you have to be as good as what's going on right now, mm-hmm. if not... Thinking into the future. Mm-hmm. Always think about that, kids. Uh, always think about what can I do better than what is in front of me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that sometimes like, I feel like I babble. But the thing is, is uh, it's constantly changing. Uh, it's never going to stop changing. Uh, the technology is going to keep getting bigger, better badder, uh, faster, uh, more graphics, more sound, more everything. And that's never going to stop. If you're not good enough to go into, like, triple A's, then get together with a group of people and make indie stuff until you feel you were good enough to move up to that next bar. And that's not me making fun of you of the indie guys because honestly, there's some pretty awesome indie games out there. Uh, but if you're not ready for AAA, uh, just make games. If you haven't done it yet, get out there and do it. The technology is there; most of it is free. I mean, Amazon came out with a new engine for free. Lumberyard. Yeah. Um, most of, of our 3D project, our 3D engines, or not engines, uh, software, you can get so, uh, school software for it. Yeah. 
I mean, there are no excuses anymore. Uh, When most of us went through school, you had to pay for all that. But we didn't. (laughs) Um, What? What? (laughs) We used to call it borrowed technology. Mm Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, by the way. As the official representative of the Game Dev Unchained podcast, this is all news to me. Yeah. Hey, you have to do what you have to do to get through school. Uh, so, uh, I have a question. Like, uh, Is there any difference, if we walk through every department, right, and uh, you know the programmers, the designers, the artists... I mean, what, what, with your years of experience, what worked and what didn't work with all those d- different guys coming at you besides the general stuff? Is there any specific things that programmers should do to get your attention, an artist, a designer, so on and so forth? Programmers, be smart, have really good math, um, understand uh, uh, C++, C, C Sharp. Mm-hmm. Understand that. Uh, what's another good one? Uh, understand what kind of programmer you are. If you're a, a gameplay programmer or you're a physics programmer. physics programmer, just know what kind of programmer you are. Uh, because if you come in there to one of us and just go, I'm a programmer, that's a big, huge question mark. You know, uh, same with like artists or designers. I'm a designer. Awesome. Uh, the lady at the grocery store that said she had a really good idea for a game, that makes her a designer too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be able to tell me or tell a, a, a recruiter what you are. And you have to know what you are. Um, and if your artwork is subpar at best make sure that you have other people look at your work and give you a really good critique uh, if I had time I, I would try to do critiques for anybody mm-hmm. the thing is, is honestly if I have 15 or 16 requisition orders to do I don't always have time to go back over somebody's work and and say, hey, look, you need to do this, or hey, need you need to do that. Uh, you know, uh, as far as designers go, uh, draw me into the game. If I play the game and 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 I keep playing it and I don't want to put it down, then you've got me. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, make me want to keep playing it. I, I there's too many games that honestly over the years I've started and I was done within five minutes. You know, it didn't interest me, or it didn't it didn't fit for what we needed at the studio at the time. Uh, also, before you apply to some place, make sure that that's the kind of game you want to make. Don't just say, "Oh, it's a game studio. I want to work there." That doesn't work uh, because uh, I'd been doing RPGs for so long, and the only thing that was even close to making RPGs was shooters. Okay, I had guys that made uh, football games and baseball games and soccer games and 
racing games had nothing to do with making RPG. So they instantly got a rejection letter. Instantaneously. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, why did you do that? They could have been... But the thing is, is they would never even be able to pass the test most of the time. And, and I'm not saying that there weren't some that did. Occasionally... I, I I would be proven completely wrong, and that does happen. You know, I'm I'm a pretty humble guy. I can I can take it. Uh, but if you want to be a, a guy that makes games for shooters, when I go digging through your 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 resume and through your website, and yes, all of you, including programmers have to have a website everybody goes why should i have to have a website because honestly people like me need need you to have a really awesome website Mm -hmm. because it makes our lives much easier okay where do i need to go after this the question was yeah oh you did programming you did art design um producers are the only ones that don't have to have a website Mm -hmm. because you don't have to how do you how do you put it up on your website? Like I'm really good making spreadsheets and telling people how to do their job. This is a spreadsheet that was only eight percent wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, uh, audio uh, with audio that's another completely different animal. Yeah. Majority of all the audio guys, they all know each other. Yeah, and if you want to be in audio. Uh, go to GDC, and they have their own little separate unit all to themselves, and they go to different restaurants as a big group of audio guys. Mm. That's how you get to know them. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a question for you that's kind of a personal question, but you know I'm sure a lot of people want to know this because a lot of people even ask me this. When it comes to art test, design test, or any sort of test, or even just turning in a resume... Sometimes you don't get even the rejection letter, you know? Yep. So you don't know that you don't have the job. Uh, See, uh, all right. I happen to work for a studio that uh, we were really good about doing rejections. Okay, I I had a tear. Mm -hmm. If you sent me your your resume and I didn't like it, if it didn't make the the grade, I just moved on. Gotcha. Now... If I interacted with you, now you went up another tier. Now, if you and I interacted and I sent your work to the team to look at and they didn't like you, then I actually physically send you a rejection letter. Mm. Okay? And and it goes on with if you take an art test or a design test or a programming test, if you do well at it, then you move up, you know... You get the phone screens. You get the face-to-faces, you know. And then, you know, all the way up to I make you a job offer or you do your interview and you completely tank it and I send you a rejection letter that way. So I I try never to leave anybody hanging. Me, personally, I always found it kind of rude when, you know, you sit there and Wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and nobody gets back to you. And then you email and then people email you and go, hey, you know, I thought I was in this, but nobody's gotten back to me. 
then you at least send them with the common courtesy. Send them a sorry. We just we're gonna pass on you. It's it takes five seconds. Mm-hmm. You know uh, the the funny thing is like when I worked at one of the studios, uh, we had this really great tool, and this is gonna sound like I'm such a dick. <laughs> uh, so we would have a collection of everybody, and they would make you wait until you closed out the position. And as soon as you closed out the position, you hit the button, and it would send out a rejection to everybody that applied mm. for the job. So it would send out 200 rejection letters all at once. Mm. Blah, and it would change all their names and everything. It was great. I wish I had that tool for every studio I worked because <laughs> it would make life so much easier. But uh, well, then it would take away that joy that you get on sending some of those deserving uh, candidates their personalized uh, I have to say, uh, I had a few. I had a few that I actually took great pride and joy in. To uh, the kid who threw a book at me. Well, no, no. My my favorite was when I when I worked at AI. Uh, I had all these kids that were just lazy, mm. lazy, unproductive, just sucked. And uh, the second any of them found out I worked at Obsidian. Uh, they would send me this, hey, you remember me? We were buddies and all this other stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> and I would take great, great pride in sending them the nicest, most skating rejection letter ever. Just because oh, I'm like, you lazy sack. You get every bit of this you deserve. <laughs> so. And that helps them, though. I'm not going to lie. When you think your shit doesn't stink and you find out that it does... It's a very character-defining moment for you. You either, like you said earlier when you were talking about one of our mutual friends, yeah. uh, he got rejected three times by you, but every time he faced the music and he got that much better. Yeah, he tried every single time. You know, and I got to give him credit. You know, he persevered. You know, I, I, I have a funny story, and and I've told this story at, uh, at conferences. Uh, this guy... Uh, applied at a studio and he sent it to the guy at the studio was somebody who was one of his professors mm-hmm. back in the day and he thought oh he me and this professor were, were tight so he sent his artwork to him and he's like all right cool he went through the the whole thing and the, the studio said you know not good enough you need to do some more work so a couple months went by. The, the 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 guy got the artwork again, and it was exactly the same. And he's like, uh, "I thought I sent you all these changes that I need you to do, and try it again, and we'll talk about it later." So a month or so went by, and the guy sent the exact same Holy website shit. with the same exact stuff, and he's like. So the the guy sent him a really cool uh, uh, rejection letter, and I loved it. He goes, you sucked the first time, you sucked the second time, and I never, ever, ever, ever want to see your name or your work on my desk ever again. And and, and he's never actually worked in a studio. Mm -hmm. And all he had to do was really just put a little effort into it. 
Yeah. You know, and and if somebody goes out of their way, especially like one of your professors, how many of your students have approached you at some point and said, "Hey, uh, will you take a look at my work? I'm trying to apply for a job at your studio. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think. Have you had that happen yet?" Uh, a couple times. All right. <laughs> What's your take on that? Did you did you? Throw them under the bus, or did you actually give them a decent critique? I would uh, tell them what I think, like if they're ready or not. Like most of the time, uh, it'll be just really honest. Just like, hey, you're not ready. You probably need a couple months. You know, first impressions are big, so I would spend a little more time before, and I'll I'll help you out. And when I say you're you're ready, then then apply. And there's, but there's definitely students who don't take my advice, apply anyways, and then get surprised that they don't get any back. So, yeah. <laughs> so, look, I, I, if you want to be a game developer, you gotta, you gotta put forth a lot of, a lot of everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say, you know. Your heart has to be in it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's a lot more than just, uh, you know, uh, look, a lot of the schools will teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people that can do the job. But there's different people that are artists. You know, and I do say artists. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean... There are people at, at some of the studios I've been at it, like, you look at their work and you're like, and just awestruck, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can't believe what you're looking at is something that you are that you have worked on. It's amazing. But then I've seen other studios that, honestly, that suck, <laughs> that, that, that are terrible. Yeah. And, and you feel bad. You feel bad for the, the them in general. And you're like, you know, I, I I hope that somebody was, you know, good enough to inform people and hmm. tell them how to fix things. But obviously they didn't. So. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of drive and yeah, uh, definitely takes, you know, the, the ability to take in critiques. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a key to a lot of things, especially if you're coming out of college, is just learn to take a critique. Learn to utilize the tools that other people have given you. Uh, don't don't put the work that you learned at school on your on your website. <laughs> you know? Do yeah. put some effort into it, you know? Uh I, I can always tell when it's somebody's school projects on on a website. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it almost stands out like, please, send me a rejection letter. Take <laughs> a look at my stuff. It just craves a rejection. Right. So, but. Well, Mr. Jim Rivers, uh, we are past the hour point. You have successfully completed an episode of the Game Dev Unchained podcast. Yay. And at this time, we usually do something special for our guests. What we do is Brandon and I will be quiet, and we allow you to have total control over the microphone where you can tell everyone in our audience something special, something that you're working on, something that you're excited about. This is where you get to raise promotion for anything that you're involved in or just anything you like. Um, 
Because that's how we say thank you. We give you 300 listeners, give or take, right now, um, to basically tell them something cool. So, take it away. Um, something cool. Uh, don't stay at home. Don't lock yourself up. Uh, go outside. Talk to other people. Uh, if you draw, go to Disneyland with a sketch pad and just draw people walking by. If you're a designer, have your friends, including your mom and or your dad, play your games. If you're a programmer, have your friends talk back and forth about what you did. Because code, everybody's code talks differently to everybody else. So just be yourself. Uh, believe in what you do. Always, uh, always try to be better. Uh, never give up. Never surrender. Uh, never back down. Never back down. Uh, never say never. never <laughs> oh, <say> no. Look, <laughs> um, game development is hard. It's not easy. Even what all the TV shows and all the schools will tell you, oh, all of us can do this. That's not true. I wish, honestly, I wish it was. But it's not. Because it would make my job so much easier. I wish all of you would come out of school being awesome because then I could just hire you all and that would make everything easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it doesn't work that way. So uh, if this is what you want to do, if this really, really is what you want to do, it takes persistence, patience, uh, studying. You have to study. Study other people's artwork. Also, if you have a style, your own style, throw it out the door. <laughs> Start studying other people's stu- styles because when you become a professional artist, you have to do the style of the studio of, of the work that you're doing there. You know, uh, if you don't know how to do that, you better learn. Um, I had a professor that. Uh, I want to say Mike Tracy or no? What was the other guy's name um, that always had the earrings and he looked like an albino? Uh, Richard Ewing. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so sad that you said he looked like an albino and I'm like Richard Ewing. <laughs> but uh, but he was really good about uh, making you try different styles, and he would push you so hard that. You started not necessarily forgetting your own style, but you started to understand and and uh, like grow from other people's styles. So try everything. Don't stick to one way. Try looking at things differently because that's what game development's about. If you stay one way, then it'll get boring. And if mm-hmm. it gets boring, then what's the point of doing it? Mm-hmm. So, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. I hope you learned something from me. And if you ever run across me at some point, just come by and say hi. I'm usually pretty nice. Yeah. Start by throwing a book, though. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you remember you. No, stuff like that. All right. Here's another piece of advice to you. Uh, I have learned over the years that I do not do rejections before a convention. 
because I've had people come up to me and go, <laughs> do you know who I am? And I'm like, no, do I care? <laughs> oh, you sent me a rejection. Do you understand that I am the best designer that you will ever have? Well, if you were the best designer that I ever had, then you'd be working for me <laughs> and not being mad at me because I sent you a rejection letter. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, since I've got the mic, it was closest to me. I'm just going to go ahead and say goodnight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Game Dev Unchained. It's Larry. I'm out. Hey, this is Brandon. See you guys next week. Oh, goodnight. Thank you very much. And be, be better than everybody else.
you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.